This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is PR marketing and branding veteran Bill Corbett Jr. His firm specializes in helping entrepreneurs and companies grow their businesses and personal brands by positioning them as leaders and experts in the media and through video presentation training. Clients have been featured on Fox Business News, Fox News, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, Newsday, Daily News, Inc. Magazine, the list goes on and on. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, David, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always fascinating to talk to folks in the media since uh, sort of I'm, I would say I'm a member of that club as well. And uh, you've been at this a long time, so let's find out a little bit. Uh, we'll dig into Bill's brain a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, so, so you talk a lot about personal marketing. Is that a different thing than marketing a business, or, or how do you um, sort of peel that out? Oh, absolutely. It's everybody needs to have their own personal marketing plan. I don't care if you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or you're a salesperson for a Remax or an insurance company. You need to have a marketing plan and understanding of marketing to build and grow your career and be successful. It's a different approach. Everyone's talking about personal branding, but that's the result of marketing. You know, your, your people you know create your brand, right? And, the, and your clients and your customers create your brand. It's their perception of you. But how you get to that point is personal marketing. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, I'm sure, as we go through. Exactly. Well, the, and, and then you're right. The, the, the brand lives in the eye and in the heart of your customer or your prospect, not in your uh, head and heart and brand. And so it's really about cultivating it out, disseminating information uh, and uh, profile and authority and all of those things that I know you guys do with your clients as you walk them through what I'll call the marketing training. And, and I noticed in your language, you, you, you are big on training. And, and I'm imagining that your, your approach to clients is very much a training camp for them uh, to help them understand what's needed and then execute. So take us through, give us a tour through what that might look like, the, the, t the course you might take a client through as you prepare them and then actually execute. Sure. The way we describe it is called media training, but in my mm -hmm. opinion, it's really more than that because we, when we start with a client, you know, for example, whether it's a nursing home facility or whether it's a real estate company or whatever it is, I, I go in there and I immerse myself in that company for a day or two or a week or whatever it takes so I understand what they're about, what they sell, what they do, their, their operation. And then having that deep knowledge and being in the dirt with those people for a week or two or and then on an ongoing basis, I know what their message is, and then I can sit down with the CEO or the spokesperson 
and start getting them ready and training them so that when they do a TV interview or when they produce a video for their, their company or not-for-profit even, that they're prepared to do it. They know the talking points and they know why they're doing it and what audience they're trying to reach. And those, those terms, audience, message, marketing, are all, are all part of marketing. And that's a lot that a lot of people don't know about that because they've never been trained in marketing. So I start off educating them about marketing, even if they've been doing marketing for years, so that they're, they then have a foundation to say, okay, we can, we can talk from the same playbook, and I'm your coach now. I'm getting you ready to go out on the field and sell your product, service, or whatever, and build your brand. Well, what's fascinating is, is that as these entrepreneurs in their company, their businesses become the face of their brand, you pointed to this. There's almost a celebritization. There's a, because of the way the media works, they need to get very comfortable and have their, their why, their who, their what we do on the tips of their tongue so it's fluent and it's almost, it's baked in them. It's internalized to this point where it's not something that's intellectual for them. They're really speaking to the hearts of of listeners and viewers and i know you prepare folks for television and radio which of course is fascinating to me as i mentioned at the top of the segment uh, a lot of entrepreneurs they may be very good at doing the business of the business but may not understand how to communicate clearly the why the who and the what right they they, they really they do like you said you're, you're perfectly correct they know what to do they know how to run their business they know to hire people they know how to sell certain things and they and they can motivate people on there, and they're fantastic people. That's why I love working with them because everyone's different, and they're they're inspirational in their own way for me, and and that's really what I get you know juiced from and you know excited about doing you know. So, yeah. um, but but they but they don't know. Okay, if they're going to go out and give a speaking engagement at a trade show or a conference, they think oh, I'm going to go out there and talk about my company, and and but they don't think about their audience. Like they don't really get down the dirt and say, hey, what does my audience want to hear? What's in it for them? You know, and yeah. what. Yep. Messages should I convey that's of interest to them? Because you only have, for most in most cases, only one shot to make that impression. And if it's a bad one, then you know you could be shot with a whole room of potential prospects. So it's very, very important. And uh, the CEO is that star vehicle that we want to uh, grow and build because they'll, they'll carry along this special message about their company and their organization and what they're about. And people remember their stories. And the CEO can tell an interesting and compelling story and tie it into what the company does and a point that can help other people. That those are the people who, are the, who become the, you know, I, you know, the marketing rock stars that you see out there today. Um, the CEOs that really do an excellent job out in the public and not the ones who just sit, you know, sit behind their desks. And there's plenty of them who sit behind their desks, but those who choose to get out there, uh, I think, are uh, – a, a different kind of animal, but and one that's more successful and has a greater potential for uh, massive success. And I would imagine that you would recommend that if you find and encounter a really positive and, and smart and effective CEO in an organizational model or in a business, and they're not the ones to be in front of the camera, and I wonder if this ever happens for you, can they appoint someone within their company to be the shepherd of the messaging? Does that ever come up? It comes up all the time. So there's a couple of scenarios. There's scenario one, where you have maybe there's a vice president or a director of marketing or a director of business development. We've had all those people act as spokesperson. That doesn't mean that a CEO wouldn't be involved in the media relations activities. They may be on a higher level. They'll do interviews occasionally. They'll provide information, but they're not the ones out there day to day. Our right. firm, myself, I've acted as spokesperson for clients and businesses that are challenged with being able to do this. They just don't want to do it or they can't. So sometimes we fill that role. And then the third is sometimes you hire a celebrity or an expert spokesperson. 
But uh, they, they, I call it the good, the bad, the ugly of uh, those types of spokespeople. Sometimes they're great, but sometimes you know they could have their issues and not really be a good spokesperson. They may have a name, but they may not be able to carry the brand. And there's some challenges there. So you have to really pick the right person in that scenario. And beyond the person, I would imagine that there are clients you encounter where the message isn't yet fully developed, clear. The brand is not, you know, they haven't gone on the treasure hunt internally. They don't understand what value they're really bringing to their customers. And then in that case, I would imagine you need to actually step in and help them craft the why and I'll call it go on a on a deep dive, right? Sure. You know, I, I like that uh, expedition. You're, yeah. you're in there. You're, and I go in there. We talk to people, everybody from, you know, mm-hmm. from a customer service representative to HR, quality control, all sorts of different people within mm-hmm. the company yeah. to determine those value propositions and key differentiators. You know, some more marketing terms that people aren't, you know, always at the tip of their tongue. But there's a great quote from an author whose name is Sally Hogshead that says, different is better than better. And I kind of twist it a little bit is different is better than best. And basically that the statement is that everybody talks about how great they are. And, you know, you're going to buy my product. We're number one, all this type of right. stuff here. Right. right. But really, it's really how you're different and how you do things differently that stands out to people. And that's why I, 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 I use her quote, to tweak it a little bit with best, because marketing messages don't come through anymore in terms of advertising and other areas. So you have to come up with really quality and, and uh, effective differentiators and communicate that to your prospects. Well, it's interesting. And even if you turn on the television and like, let's say local advertising, you see on and on when this is with micro businesses and small businesses, Bill, you, you see we're the best. We, and you, you get a laundry list of no differentiation at all. And these are, you know, small service companies. They're plumbers, they're, they're uh, builders, they're, they replace windows, they, uh, everything's, uh, there's just no sense of differentiation. And uh, part of this is the who they are and how they operate. They have a set of values. And the the other part is the what is different about how they deliver what they deliver, right? My, my, well, my thought is, and I know, I know plenty of people who are smaller businesses, whether it's a plumber or a, you know, a builder or you know these people who, who have lots of different great businesses, and some of them wildly successful that you don't, you know, there could be ten, twenty, thirty million dollar businesses that most people don't know about. But the key is that they, they, they haven't gotten that marketing training. They don't understand these things. And, and some people try to sell them on ad campaigns and sell them on these uh, social media programs and other right. things that really really are, to, are hurting them in a sense. It's, it's always good to get your, your word out. You know? So there's always value in most of the things that are done. But if you're putting out, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, no one's going to hear it. They don't want to hear it. It actually repels people. Right. And I, and people, in my opinion, who are hard sellers, I call them marketing kryptonite. You know, you know like from <laughs> Su- Superman, you know, is repelled by kryptonite. And these people are the kryptonite to people. You know, they scare people away. They force them away because they, they hard sell and they have a message that nobody honestly cares about yeah it's all about being relevant um i was going to ask by the way let me break here uh, we're visiting with bill corbett jr the company corbett public relations the website www.corbett that's c-o-r-b-e-t-t-p-r.com uh, i was going to ask do you guys uh does it cover the gamut in terms of types of businesses you work with to train to to develop help them develop brand and their ability to message that brand or, or uh, are there particular industries that you specialize in? No, we're very, we're, we're uh, really industry agnostic in terms yeah. of we will, we'll represent everyone. We've done projects from everything from large scale balloon festivals that, that attracted a couple hundred thousand people wow. to work with a small uh, uh, local printing company, you know, uh, a franchise from a Sir Speedy 
to you know payroll companies and law firms. You know, so it does vary uh, significantly. I like it that way because it, every single day is different. You know, professional sports teams and even uh, you know brand names, credit unions, banks. You know, there we. I like having a lot of yeah. clients. And it's allow it allows me though in a media in the media business for to talk to reporters at the same publications on different topics virtually every other day. That's right. So I'm not going to them pitching them one story for one client once a month. I'm I'm going to publications in my market, New York Times and Wall Street Journal and and Newsday, for example. Um, I can go to them three or four times in a month, but I have completely different stories from completely different businesses. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. That just allows me to build relationships, you know, and, and in marketing and business, relationships are critical. You want to build relationships, which builds trust. And there's nothing more important in the media that your, is your trust and your reputation. If you don't have that, then you might as well find another career because uh, the media won't – if they don't trust you, then you're never going to get a call back. You're talking about the foundation of your brand, by the way, uh, the idea that you have a full spectrum, a mosaic of of news that uh, you can bring to these publications and these publishers. I wanted to uh, – and we, I've talked about this with other experts in the area around the difference between PR and advertising, but I wanted to get your insights about that. Uh, you probably have clients that, you know, they want to run commercials, they want to do advertising, they want to buy billboards, they want to whatever, they want to, want to, want to, want to get the message out and then you've got this thing called public relations which if i've got it right and by the way I, it sounds like you're very uh well located for transportation in new york city i love that no, i'm sorry I'm, i am next to a train no it's beautiful it adds a little drama to the situation 32 minutes from Penn, 32 minutes from downtown manhattan so no it's, it's perfect a, it's perfect well, well all audio interviews are always good to have a little background sound right oh, it's theater of the mind right and and you're taking us on a ride on a journey so it's good okay. i love the metaphor talking about um the difference between pr and uh, marketing or even sales. I just wanted to get sort of your splash on, on how you make those distinctions for your own clients. Right. Well, I, I, you know, when I, I bring it up, and it's a, it's a good question because people say, okay, well, I can just put an ad in the paper. Um, true. But people are bombarded with about 6,000 messages a day. They have about a six to eight second attention span, right? We get so many advertisements thrown in our face every day that there's so many that our brain can't even process them and or remember them. That's why Geico runs 40 commercials during one football game and, and these other insurance companies because that's they just pound it into your head so you can't forget it, right? But for the most part, if you're not pounding it into somebody's head, you're going to forget it or you're just going to get annoyed because you don't want to see that anymore. So And, and so that... Those messages are not as successful as they used to be in print, online, all these different places. So, but public relations is is a competitive advantage. If you are able to become a company or an individual who's quoted in the papers, does podcasts, is in magazines, and is part of the media, um, it gives you tremendous credibility that you cannot buy. That's what we call it: earned media versus advertising, which is purchased media. You know what is the value of a full-page story in Inc. magazine? You know, you could never buy it because you, the ad that would be in there wouldn't say the same thing about telling the story about that entrepreneur. And I don't care whether it's a newspaper article or whether it's a magazine article or, or it's an interview on television that, uh, you know, two-minute interview. Right. Look, you know, so a two-minute interview alone to produce a two-minute video could cost you $10,000. So there's tremendous value there. And so you build value using public relations like no other vehicle. Um, it's the best fodder for social media. It's the best for positioning 
your your individual as an expert or your company as a leader, and it's it, it's a third party endorsement. If the New York Times writes a story about you or Inc. Magazine writes a story about you, that's credible. That's credibility. Now they're saying you are the expert, not. You know, you're not saying it through an ad or saying it through a radio commercial. You're saying it's saying it through them, and it has tremendous credibility. And you can share that. I call them marketing assets, that, and, and, and they're reputation builders that, that you just you can't buy. That's why I'm going to say you can do it on your own. Don't get me wrong, but people like me and in, in the industry do this every day, so we have a better uh, sense of what the media wants. But people get trained, and I do train people, and I work with smaller companies who don't have big budgets to, to do some of this on their own. But there, there is definitely a difference between amateur and professional. Well, and there's a cultivation of story because when you, you describe all of these different media outlets that are uh, now know you for bringing them as sort of a spectrum, uh, large, small, different industry types of stories, when you've got a cult, it has to be newsworthy. There has to be a, a storyline or a narrative mm-hmm. that's fascinating to them. And then baked in there is the authority, the positioning, the brand, right? I mean, do I have well, that right? I mean, you, 100%. And the biggest problem I see today is you have, and I'm not, I, and I work with a lot of digital agencies, but so it's a little knock to digital people, but they'll, they say, oh, we'll, pro- we'll produce a press release for you, and we'll put that out online on where XYZ you know, site where you can post these. And that's virtually worthless. I mean, it's not a story. It's not public relations. It's just another place where somebody's name is. And it might help a little bit, little bit with SEO, but actually Google punishes uh, poorly written, uh, poorly written press releases that yeah. are too commercial. So you made the point. It has to be newsworthy. If you're if just hiring five people or, or doing some things uh, like you signed a contract with a new client or you have a new deal, you know some of it could be newsworthy, but it's got to be relevant to what that outlet is talking about. And I, I just so many, so many times I have people sending me or asking me, hey, this is this newsworthy. Should we do a press release on it? Can we get some press on it? And, and it really isn't. It doesn't pass the test of a, 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 an editor saying, yeah, that's an interesting story. Let's tell it. It's really just that's a commercial. Go buy a page in the uh, in the newspaper and, and uh, you know buy an ad because if that's a commercial, it's not a story. We were talking about digital marketing, and I wanted to talk a little bit about how you approach the subject of video video presentations. I know that's something you you guys like to work with. Hundred percent. So in a nutshell, we live in a digital world. We also live in a mobile world, right? Everybody is watching video on their phones, on their iPads, and even at home on their computers and their, their televisions, right. right? So if you want to compete in today's marketplace, you have to be on video. I'll say it again. You have to be using video for your business. And that's live streaming, whether it's through Periscope or Facebook now. And I, and I love those mediums because that's where you can practice and get good at you know conveying your brand image. It's live. Some of it's short-lived. It disappears. But you got to and this one saying you got, I'm mentioning these are small business owners, CEOs, salespeople. You have to use video and leverage it because people want to watch video and there's no better way to build credibility and trust. They want to see it. Billions of hours of video are uploaded every month and people are watching it. So if you have a brand message and you're not, let's just say this, if you are not using video today, you're three years behind your competitors. Their, their foot's on the accelerator and yours is on the brake. You know, so you're not gonna you're not going anywhere, and they're gonna beat the heck out of you in the comp in the, in the world of competing for business. So you got to get on video, practice it, get in front of a camera, get some training, learn how to convey your message, and you'll be competitive. You don't do it, you're gonna fall behind. I'm gonna make one last point. LinkedIn, everybody loves LinkedIn. You got to put a video on your LinkedIn profile. But I predict within the next two years, 
your video will be a dominant part of your LinkedIn profile. So if you're in small business and LinkedIn's even a part of what you're doing, you're going to need to have a video definitely within the next year and a half or you'll be you'll, or you won't stand out on that platform. Big bucks around video. Bill Corbett, Jr. Corbett Public Relations is the company. The website, www.corbettpr.com, and that's with two Ts. So C-O-R-B-E-T-T-P-R.com. We'll do it again. Content Rich, thanks for a great time, and uh, we'll do it again. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Yep. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.